Hello, hello, hello! Enchanté you stay at the Romerican Dream Drag. I'm RuPaul, the main host of RuPaul's Drag Race. How are you doing? I'm fabulous, darling, thank you. You've been in the industry for a long, long, long time. But do you get your wig snatched? Because today, you want to dive a little deeper into the roots of the drag culture. I can't wait. It began back when I was a little famous boy. Uh, we get to that later, okay? For now, let's start in 1933. 1933? My parents didn't even start to kai kai back then. Alright. The first appearance of the drag culture in the US of A was actually a lawsuit in 1933 against a female impersonator where a drag queen was sued for being in drag on the streets because it was, in quote, inappropriate behavior and a quarter, a quarter was treated like a sexual harassment with seven years jail time. <laughs> America. What a horrible place to be fan, gay or black. And when you are all three, are you screwed for the rest of your life? Life, 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 life. Actually, no. Because in 1966, there was the first drag outlet in the form of the underground clubs, which was actually provided by the New York Mafia. Yes, you heard correctly. The New York Mafia. Because... Believe it or not, one of the main mafiosis was actually a drag queen. This led to the famous ball culture in the early 1970s in New York City. So, let's welcome our next guest, Richard Albany, the founding father of the House of Albany. Hello, Richard. Hello, I'd like to uh, go by the name of Sangria Albany now. My apologies. Hello, Sangria. How was it all back then? Those were the most fabulous times of my life. Every weekend there was a ball and it was like magic, I am telling you. All of those fabulous children. Uh, but how did you start your house and what was the most important to the ball culture back then? I would go around the city and see a lot of young children playing alone outside at night. I especially remember this one boy. David was his name. This little bag boy was smoking in an alley and only looked about 13 years old. I walked up to him and asked him where his parents were. He applied that he didn't have parents, and got by by stealing, and only ate bread, coffee, and smoked cigarettes. Hard work. I took him with me, and offered him to stay in my place, to have a roof over his head. Later on, I discovered that that his parents weren't dead, like I thought, but they kicked him out. 
when he told them that he was gay. I wanted to become a designer on top of that. It was. <laughs> Sorry. You're only really a sad story. I have ever had to hurt. I can't. I couldn't believe. Why did that happen to this little boy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was the... He... He... He was the first member of the House of Albany. Morel family. And the balls. We loved our dream. They were a safe base for fan, gay, black, alternative, or anyone who didn't feel like they belong. A place where we poor people fed alive. Famous just for one night. What a heartwarming story, but could you just go to the bones like so? Or was there more to it? You could. If you wanted to compete, you need to the right outfit. It was all about the nerve, charisma, uniqueness, and talent. And some of my children even got out of their drug addictions because of it. It gave them a new reason to move forward, a new reason to live another day. That sounds amazing indeed. Uh, thank you for your time, Richard. No. Thank you for having me. Still, the balls were only held in underground clubs far away from society. Because there was still hate, not only against female impersonators, but also against black and gay people. Now, let's welcome again RuPaul, shall we? Hello, hello, hello! So, Ru, when did your story start? It all started when my mother pushed me out of her room on November 17 in 1960 in San Diego, California. From an early age, I knew I needed to be famous because like my mother always said, you named RuPaul for a reason, so go and be famous, my little child. And I did. I was the only boy and grew up with four sisters. Sometimes I would steal their dresses and dress up and perform in front of my parents. Most of the time it would be something inspired by Diana Ross or Jane Fonda. There was the true start for me. There was the time I decided I wanted to become a drag queen. But when was your first introduction to the spotlight? In... 1982, when I sent a picture of myself in drag to a local TV program and they loved it so much, they asked me to appear in the American music show. After that, I started to work on my music and finally released my single supermodel, You Better Work. Yes, what a great song. It truly is. Due to the success of that single, I was asked to do Drag Race. So, was the concept of that show your idea? The challenges, yes, they were my idea. And I based a lot of them on the ball culture, like reading is fundamental or all of the sewing challenges. Yes, that sounds great, but 
Are there any rules that help the less fortunate queens? Of course. The queens are only allowed to bring four suitcases, and the sewing challenges show who is able to create a gown out of nothing in nearly no time, which is exactly what the queens, or I myself, did back then. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you for being on the show. No problem. Let's welcome Sharon Needles, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 4. Hi, Sharon. Hello. So, Sharon, what was your experience on Drag Race? It was the most magical and spooky time of my life, I am telling you. What would you have become if you weren't on Drag Race? To be completely honest, I have no idea. All my life I knew I wanted to become a drag queen, but when I turned 15 in 1996, there was the killing of Matthew Shepard. Do you remember that? This man was just killed because he was gay. I remember watching the news, just sitting there in the black dress of my mother and questioning my career choices because when someone was killed just for being gay in america what would ha have happened to me if i'm not just gay but also a drag queen and what pushed you out of that fear first nothing I actually started working in a bar and stayed in the closet for a long time out of fear. I didn't want my life to only be in fear and be the victim of hate crimes. I watched every single move I made and even pretended to date a girl for a year because my mother kept asking me when the grandchildren would be coming and I was absolutely terrified. And then feel free in America, the land of free. Then a few days after my 22nd birthday I met Alaska, who is now my husband. He was the first person to introduce me to Rag Race and pushed me to auditioning for the fourth season and I got in. The whole experience was like a dream come true and the best part about it, what a community. All the love and support I received and still receive afterwards. It is absolutely amazing what a community RuPaul has formed with Drag Race. And I'm not just saying that because I had to sign a contract which forbid me to say anything negative about the show. No, 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 I truly believe it is amazing. Even the queens that got eliminated early, say for example Willem, still got fame due to the show. And I never thought this would be possible. Especially in America. Thank you, Sharon. No, thank you. And remember, if you can't love yourself, how the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen.